0: life imprints podcast legacy stories that live beyond turn up the volume on today's riveting story with your host kenny mock at kennymock.com and leave your life imprint with your legacy story
1: welcome back Um, this is part two with uh, pastor dan scott christ church and uh honored to have him again uh this afternoon and i just wanted to uh start out by, again, um, thanking him for coming, but also wanted to talk about this whole thing about, in Psalms 90, about numbering our days. Mm-hmm. You know, um, David, obviously, you know, Solomon said, hey, you know, I want to teach you about the the meaning and time, but but then his his dad, <laughs> right, David, mm-hmm. says, I want to teach you about numbering your days. You yeah. know, I don't know if that's I don't know if he meant actually getting a calendar and number our days, or was that more figuratively to say, make sure that you're purposefully, are you doing things that matter, is what I was, I was getting, number your days. But kind of tell me a little bit, Dan, about what you think about that whole thing about what David was trying to get through about numbering our days. One of the greatest uh,
0: dangers to our lives uh, is living mindlessly there are plenty of people who live in a trance their entire lives and they never really wake up. Mm. Um, they, either through entertainment or diversions of different kinds, they, they numb themselves and they never fully uh, live uh, because uh, without com- comprehending and fully taking in the reality of being immortal, that our time here is limited, mm-hmm. we never wake up And we never focus on the things that we are given to do. Uh, And our pain may be less, but so is our joy. Mm -hmm. So numbering our days is about being mindful that our days are limited. And then looking at that and saying, given that my time here is limited, how then shall I live? Mm -hmm. And for what shall I live? And what are the values by which I will live uh, in success or in failure? Are there any values that I'm willing to, to fail rather than to live by these values. Are there any values I would rather die than not to live by? Uh, when, when we haven't established that, we don't really have a reason for living.
1: Mm. You were telling me that even this morning, you've been working on a, a few things, um, mm. your own notes about life and In future, you wanna share a little bit about that? Yeah, like I have of course purpose statements and so forth in in the beginning of
0: each journal I do and I always repeat that when I start a new journal. And I also have a list of a hundred things I wanna do and that list is always changing. Uh, It's interesting if one sits down and writes a hundred things I wanna do before I die, uh, whether they're trivial or grand or whatever, the list
1: keeps changing. Um, and so, so you finish those hundred things and yeah, you run.
0: Well, yeah, they're hard to finish. You'd be surprised how difficult it is to list a hundred things I
1: want to do. Is that in that is your bucket list as well? Well, yeah, it's a bucket
0: list, but it's also trivial things. Yeah. like, you know, or relatively trivial. I want to plant a rose bush or whatever, oh, Okay, uh, which I didn't put down because it's not one of the things I want to do. But it just, um, you know, I, I want to, uh, Walk for a hundred miles or whatever it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's other more grand things that you'd like to accomplish if possible. Yeah.
1: You know, for me, uh, in my book, I, I share a little bit about this, that it's in the first, my first chapter. But it's like, I woke up one day and I, I had this really, I, I mean, I woke up right out of bed and, and thought this crazy thought, I, I'm going to die one day. <laughs> and I was I don't know if I was in that cathartic moment to say this this heartbeat and this brain and, and everything mm-hmm. is functioning but it's not gonna be it forever. Right. And it I think it kinda helped me think about thinking through life and going, Wow, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has those those nights where you get up and you, you have that that epiphany moment you go, Okay, time is limited. a person that never comes to that moment
0: remains a fool. Yeah. Because that's reality. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, if you drug yourself or entertain yourself or numb yourself to that reality, you will not live. Hmm.
1: Not really. No one lives without realizing they're going to die. Wow. That, that brings me to, to a quote that I always love. I, I, I thought I knew the author but this, but I, I don't think I have. So I, I still quote it, though. Um, you know, the greatest tragedy in life is to live, not to have feared di- dying, but it's to live your whole life and never truly lived. And I think that's what kind of you and I are talking about is purpose and time, and numbering our days is is now is now is today, right? You know, just like salvation today is the salvation, so is our time of making a difference. Right? Well,
0: yeah, and, and that's the story of, of the book of Ecclesiastes. Hmm. And it's like you can you can spend your time doing this, that, and the other, uh, collecting things. Uh, pursuing this, pursuing pleasure, pursuing wine, all the things that go on in Ecclesiastes. And then you begin to think how vain that is, vanity of vanity, says the preacher, all is vanity. But then you come to that point. So um, uh, teach us to number our days that may we acquire a heart of wisdom is... uh, if not the the stated point of that book, it is certainly the spirit of the book Mm -hmm. and comes to the end of that, uh, for God will bring into judgment
1: everything done good and evil. Mm. Powerful book um, of of the Bible, no no question. Um, So for me, this whole idea about leaving imprints has hit me and it's something that I'm gonna, I I wanna do for now with the next phases of my 10 to 20 years. I think you know. I, I look at some people; they wait too late, Dan, to talk about their story. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to leave my story now because I want my kids and my grandkids and their kids to to really understand purpose and time as well. And so one of the things I've do, I've been doing around Christmas is I, and, and throughout the years, sometimes I will I will write my kids a letter, mm-hmm. just telling them how much they mean to me. Mm-hmm. Even before opening gifts, you know that's that's kind of a mock tradition now that I I will read them a letter of what I wish for their life, not what they're getting as a gift. You know, before I give them a gift, I want to tell them what I wish for their life. And, um, you know, so, so letter writing has become an important part of me putting imprints with my kids. What are some things that you might do with your own family that you feel like is an imprint that you're leaving to your kids, your grandkids, that you want, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, them to... To also
0: well yeah with. i i also i write them uh and also i share with them books uh, from time to time our family will read a book together uh, they don't always read the books i suggest <laughs> um but often they do sometimes they wait a while um but the, the when i encounter the uh a powerful book or a powerful film um, every once in a while, a powerful message. There's not too many of those, but there's a few. Uh, Then I say, let's listen to this, let's talk about that. And the discussion leads them all in different places, but keeping common touchstones for our family. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, as time goes on, uh, you're not controlling the family narrative anymore, but you are facilitating it Mm -hmm. uh, as the different stories uh, evolve and morph around the kind of a single family theme. Uh, so, great. you know.
1: I, I started this book with my sixth time great-grandfather from Germany, and, and uh, it's been very therapeutic for me to, to realize, you know, uh, the difficulties that, that my family came through just getting here. Uh, you know, the one young man who didn't have enough money, but his parents gave him as a 25 year old, enough money to get over to America, but there wasn't enough ticket, but he was with a ship of mostly families. And I realized the impact that must have had him on his life That uh He came with aloneness and yet he developed his own family. He made it, uh, people died on that ship. Uh, he saw life that he'd never seen before. People got sick, uh, rationed for food at the end. So my, I guess, what I'm saying is I, I think we can learn from our, our, uh, those imprints, whether they're good or bad. You know, they, you know, we've had some in our family that were really good and then we had some alcoholic in the family too. So I think those are also things in the Bible that God teaches us, right, to, from scripture mm-hmm. that we're to learn and become you know, learned and do experience about imprints uh, as well. Yeah, our family history,
0: uh, the importance of it can't be overstated. Um, you know, there are some cultures that have, they reverence their ancestors. so They have a shrine to them and all that. We we, we don't do that. But we do have the commandment to honor your father and mother. There's a sense of knowing where you came from. Mm-hmm. Because in some sense, we're all family fragments. We have the potential of becoming persons, but it's only potential. Uh, many people live their entire life and never really become a fully aware, conscious Person uh, that is both within a family, but also knows where they're separate from their families. Sure. So we we, we do that by looking back and forward, uh, and mm-hmm. we're we're stewards of a family. Uh, we're here for a little while, and we pass our family's inheritance on into the
1: future. I think I did that with my faith. You know, I I lived off my parents' faith, I, and it was a scary moment actually. You know, going through. Um, to you know, of course, I had experiences with the Lord, but there came that moment when I had to had to really divert myself to say this: this is th- this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Christ, is He my God? And that was a that was an exciting part of my life to to find out. It wasn't because of my parents. It was I actually went away to school, and actually, you know, Bible school, and I I wanted to find out: is this really what I you know I I I? It's a scary moment. I need to know. It's God personable for me. And, and there was one night where I had an experience with the Lord all night long. And I realized Jesus Christ was not just an experiential God. He was a relational God. And uh, that he wanted to have that relationship with me daily. And so I guess I share that to say, um, not only do we have imprints uh, within family, but even on our faith,
0: right? Uh, I, yes. Uh, the appropriate In the first season of our life, we learned. We are apprentices and so we learn what comes before. Uh, and at first, there's not a lot of questioning of it. Uh, our parents, grandparents, and uncles and aunts, and you know, we they pass down what they've learned. Like the Apostle Paul says, I have given to you that which I receive from the Lord, Mm -hmm. and we receive, but there comes a season in our life, and many people never get here, uh, that. It doesn't really become a part of our own life until we face the scary questions. Because each age and each personal uh, life brings to us certain challenges to what we have received and learned. And we found out that some of the things that have come down from our family are not true. They're not accurate. They don't match the, the place we're walking through. Though in time we learn most of it actually does. Uh, and we have to wrestle with that over time. Then it becomes authentically ours, and it's living. It's not just heritage at that point. It, it also becomes reality to us. So we receive, it gets challenged, uh, we alter and modify, we pass on.
1: You went through that on your own metamorphosis in that, right? Sure. <laughs> and,
0: and I have two or three times in life. Yeah. Because contemporary life has... Uh, has. Uh, uh, Pushed questions to us that my, our grandparents just didn't have. My grandfather truly did believe that men did not land on the moon. He said, "Look at that. That's Arizona." He said, yeah, that, God, God's not going to allow people to land on the moon." He, he had he'd faced so many changes in life, jet travel. Yeah. All that. He couldn't, he couldn't fathom that, he couldn't go any further. Mm. Um, my father, in contrast, he continues to grow. He's eighty-six. He's always learning a new gadget, reading something new, and he goes through the inner tr- uh, turmoil of, of grasping, wrestling with newness, and hmm. coming onto the other end. And that uh, I think we look at how to grow older, uh, and the different examples we have like that. To me, what my father's doing now is example for life in that way.
1: Dan, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to close up with this question. Um, you you, you've had some challenges in your life. Just you know, being a pastor and going through all the changes of what a pastor goes through. There's people that are business that are are listening. There's pastors that are listening to this podcast. Um, what do you see the next ten years? And and how has your your experiences at Christ Church and everything else? How has it prepared you for the next phase of life? You know, that's a huge question, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm, I'm throwing it at you. But Maybe you can kind of summarize just what you know, you've been through and yet where you're going and, and how that's maybe prepared you for, for the future as well. There is, and I'll use a sport analogy, even though
0: I'm not big in sports, but this seems to be a good one. When There there are great players that can last a few more years than their colleagues, but age inevitably tells them, if, the, and sometimes they won't listen, uh, but... Sooner or later, they start losing games Mm. because they can't do the same things they used to do anymore. Uh, Then they either go get drunk or kill themselves or whatever they have to do. But a few people decide, usually uh, if they're wise, before that moment comes when they're losing games, I can coach. Mm. To coach, you have to leave the field. Mm. If you stay on the field, you're uh, harming your team. Uh, and also you are not giving yourself enough time to form the right kind of wholesome relationship with the younger players that you can pass on your skill set. So you have to decide then, I have really enjoyed playing this game. Can I enjoy watching other people play the game and helping them to play well? Mm. Uh, And if you can't make that turn, you can't be a coach, and so your your career's ended. Uh, If you can make that turn, you grieve the loss of those years, just like you lose, you grieve loss of other things and aging, but you you can celebrate the gain of watching a few people surpass you, uh, get the skill set that you have been able to pass on to them and become extraordinary uh, players. And we can do that in any field. Pastors almost never do this, by the way.
1: They can't. Hard to let go.
0: <laughs> it, it, yeah, no, they can, but but I it's 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 fear, uh, and and there's there's, and and uh, it's a lack of trust in the sovereign God and the flow of history, uh, that that you know one waters and one uh, plants, but God gives the increase, mm-hmm. and we got to We got to uh, do it.
1: That's 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 great great analogies there. Um, I love sports, and so that that hits home to me. Um, yeah, I, th- I think when I think about imprints, um, you know, which is which was really what my book is about is story. I think you can see the value of why why I think this book is so important. Is um, is I think now is the day to to share your story. Don't don't wait till it's too late. And I I, I really love what Dan's saying. And uh, you know, whether you're in business or you're a pastor or whatever. Uh, you know, I I I was part of a group called Barnabas, which which was the ministry of encouragement, and that's really what I hope this book will ultimately be, Dan, mm-hmm. is for for people to be encouraged to share their story, and um, and also be willing to change. You know, yeah. God writes different chapters right in our life, and absolutely. and, and uh, you're you're in that season, I'm in that season. Don't be
0: afraid of the calendar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're here, you're absolutely, you're, you're alive. <laughs> Well, there, thank you so much Well, thank for you your can. time. It's thank very you special. Well. God bless y'all. Life Imprints Podcast.
0: Legacy stories that live beyond. Turn up the volume on today's riveting story with your host, Kenny Mock, at KennyMock.com. And leave your life imprint with your legacy story.